Today I'm talking about pain suction. Today's message is a very sensitive subject, and I really believe the Lord's going to use it to really minister to your heart today. If you have your Bibles, would you turn to Romans chapter 5, and also put your finger over in 2 Samuel chapter 12. We're going to spend the majority of our time together this morning looking at 2 Samuel chapter 12, uh, but for the sake of laying a, a foundation and some groundwork, we're going to first turn our attention to Romans chapter 5. Look with me in verse number 12. The Bible says, Therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man. Notice that Scripture declares that sin entered the world through one man. In other words, Adam and Eve's disobedience. They, they ate from the tree that God said not to eat from. And when they did that, sin, the Bible says, entered the world through, 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 through Adam and, and through Adam and Eve's disobedience. And Scripture goes on to say, notice this, notice this, and death through sin. So not only did sin enter the world, but Scripture says there were some consequences of, of sin and, and death through sin. There's consequences because of sin. And, and in this way, death came to all men because all sinned. Friends, it's very important that you understand that Adam and Eve's disobedience ushered in sin, ushered in sickness and death and natural disasters into our world. And, and, and because of sin, because they disobeyed God and, and sin has been ushered into our world, there are consequences. And, and one of the consequences of, of sin being in our world is, is we all face the issue of pain. We, we all deal with heartbreak and, and pain. So, some of you here today, you, you, you've been hurt by, by parents, and, and you're hurting today. Some of you here today, someone said something to you that still stings, and it's been many years ago. Some of you, you're, you're hurting because of, of a divorce that your parents went through, and some because of of your own divorce and, and you're going through pain today. Some of you are facing the pain of being in the middle of a financial crisis and, and you're going through pain. Some of you are experiencing a physical problem that just won't seem to go away and, and you're dealing with pain today. Some of you, 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 you've dealt with the devastation of being raped and today you're, you're carrying pain in, in your heart today. Some of you have been stabbed in the back by someone that you trusted and, and you loved and, and you're, pain, you're, you're in pain today. Some of you have just recently lost a loved one and, and you're dealing with, with pain. And pain's a reality in our world because of sins entered our world. We, we all, we all deal with pain. And in our story today, as we look at God's Word, we're going to look at, at King David. We're going to look at a man who was dealing with a great deal of, of pain. This was one of the lowest points of, of David's life. And, and let, let's look at the story together in 2 Samuel chapter 12 and verse number 13. Scripture declares, Then David said to Nathan, 
I have sinned against the Lord. Nathan replied, the Lord has taken away your sin. You are not going to die. But because by doing this, you have made the enemies of the Lord show utter contempt, the son born to you will die. Let me explain what's going on in that portion of Scripture. David, the king of Israel, had just recently committed adultery with Bathsheba. And not only did he sleep with another man's wife, but David had Uriah, her husband, killed. So not only is David an adulterer, but now he is a, a murderer. And we all have been where, where David was. Dave, David was at, at the place where, where he thought, I, I could get away with this. That David thought, hey, I can hide this and no one will know, no one will find out. I, I won't suffer any consequences because of my actions and because of my sin. And, and I'm just going to hide it and pretend nothing has, has happened. And, and the Bible says that one day the prophet Nathan showed up. And Nathan gave David a parable. And, and David was, was the one that Nathan was, was talking about. And basically Nathan let, Nathan let David know, David, listen, I know what you have done. And not only do I know, but, but God knows what you have done. And so then David picks up here and David says to Nathan, I have sinned against the, the Lord. And, and Nathan says back to David, well, David, listen, God has washed away your sin. He's forgiven your sin. But because of your sin, because of your adulterous relationship, he says the child born to you in Bathsheba, the child is going to die. And understand because of, of sin, David's sin there were consequences, and, and pain followed. And, and oftentimes pain follows either because of our own sin or because of the sin of someone else. And, and because of sin, we, we all deal with pain. And parents, can you imagine what David was going through? David was getting ready to lose his baby boy. I can only imagine I, my three precious kids, they, they mean so much to me. They, 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 they're such a part of, of Tiffany and I's life, and, and I cannot imagine losing one of my kids. And can you imagine, parents, someone walking up to you that you highly respected and you highly trusted, and they said to you, listen, your child doesn't have long to live. Your child is going to die. And can you imagine being in that moment, and here is David knowing that his baby boy is going to die, and, and actually he, he, was, he was the reason, David was the reason of why his child was going to die, and here is David in pain. Here is David knowing my baby's going to go and die, and it's my fault. And David is going through one of the lowest points in his life. That he's dealing with pain as he's dealing with a broken heart. And what I want us to do from this portion of Scripture is I want us to look at four principles of pain suction. How do you deal with pain properly? We all deal with pain. If you're not dealing with pain today, just hold on. Just live a little longer, and you'll deal with pain. How do we properly handle, handle pain? Four principles of pain suction. When you're dealing with pain, point number one, you can follow along with me in your bulletin and fill in the blanks. When you're dealing with pain, the way you handle pain, number one, pour your heart out to God. Pour your heart out to God. Notice what David did in 2 Samuel chapter 12 and verse number 16. The Bible says, David pleaded with God for the child. He fasted and went into, the, into his house 
and spent the nights lying on the ground. Get, get the picture here. David's in pain. He knows his child is about to die. And so he goes before God. And he's pleading. And the Bible says not only is he pleading and, and pouring out his heart to God, but he's lying on the floor at night. He's not eating anything. I mean, he's trying to get a hold of God. He's pouring his heart out to God. And Scripture says in verse 17, the elders of his household stood beside him to get him up from the ground. But he refused. They were trying to get the king. I mean, here's the king lying on the ground at nights, not eating anything. And they're saying, come on, king, get up. And the king, he refuses. He's pouring his heart out to God. He's pleading with God. It goes on to say he would not eat any food with them. On the seventh day, the child died. David's servants were afraid to tell him that the child was dead. For they thought while the child was still living. We spoke to David, but he would not listen to us. How can we tell him the child is dead? He may, be, he may do something desperate. In other words, the, they were looking at David and, and they were seeing him weeping and wailing and pleading out to God, not eating, lying on the floor at nights, pouring his heart out to God. And they see this man going through pain. They see him going through anguish. And they said, listen, while the child was dead, this guy was going through so much, while it was alive, going through so much pain and going through so much anguish. How in the world can we tell him his child is dead? He may do something desperate. Look at this guy. He is in pain. And what I want you to notice is when David was in pain, when David was, was hurting, he poured his heart out to God. Church, I want you to really understand it's okay to be real with God. It's okay to pour your heart out to God. God's not intimidated. It's okay to tell God how you feel. Friends, can I tell you, we, sometimes we can make this Christianity thing something really cute and pretty, but can I tell you, sometimes this Christianity thing, Christianity, this following God thing can get messy. There are sometimes you don't pray little cute and pretty prayers. Your prayers are not always neat. There are times when you're going through pain, and there are times when your heart has been shattered, and there are times when you're in anguish, and you just lay before God, and you plead with God like, David, God, I don't understand. God, why? God, help. And the Bible says David pleaded. He pleaded before the Lord. He was weeping. He was wailing. He was, he was grieving. And I want you to understand, church family, it's okay to grieve. It's okay to mourn. That the scripture says in Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse number 4, there's a time to weep and a time to laugh, a, a time to mourn and a, a time to dance. And I want you to know you don't need to feel guilty if you're going through mourning. You don't need to feel guilty if you're grieving. Listen, grieving and, and mourning is a vital part of the healing process. And David pleaded and he poured his heart out. He grieved. He well before the Lord. Friends, I, I want to just speak to, to the men because oftentimes we, you, we can grow up in our society and this, this machoism and we got to be macho. Listen, men, when you're hurting and your heart is full of pain, it's okay to cry. You're not a sissy. Pour your heart out to God. Tell him what's on your mind. Tell him what you're going through. God's a big God. He can handle it. Tell him how you're feeling. And the Bible says that David pleaded before the Lord. You, you want to handle pain properly? You need to pour 
your heart out to God. There's a a second principle that, that I want us to look at today. The second principle for pain suction. Number two, you need to rise above your pain. Rise above your pain. Notice this in 2 Samuel chapter 12, that next verse, verse 19. The Bible says, David noticed that his servants were whispering among themselves. In other words, he's lying on the ground, he's pleading before God, and he notices his servants are not around him. They're not trying to feed him and get him up anymore. He sees them over in the corner, and they're whispering to one another. And David, Scripture says, realized the child was dead. He said, is the child dead? They, they, they answered, yes, they, they replied, he, he is dead. And notice verse 20, this is so key. Then David got up from the ground. After he washed, put on lotions, and changed his clothes, He went into the house of the Lord and worshiped. Then he went to his own house, and at his request, they served him food, food, and he ate. Friends, I I want you to notice that David chose to rise above the pain. The Bible says though David was going through pain, he lost his baby boy, he is heartbroken. And, and the Bible says that somehow, way, David got a hold of himself. And Scripture says that he got up and he tried the best way he could to resume a normal life. And the Bible says that he bathed himself, he washed himself. He wasn't going to continue just to lie on the floor nice and not clean. He, he had to get back to a normal life. He had to rise above the pain. He washed himself. He took his morning clothes off, changed his clothes. And the Bible says that he finally began to eat. David had to rise above the pain. And friends, I want to encourage you. You have to rise above the pain. You have to choose that you're not going to live the rest of your life in mourning. You see, friends, the Scripture says, it does say, there's a time to weep. But it also says there's a time to laugh. It does say that, the, that, that, that there's a time to mourn, but it also says there's a time to dance. And some of you have been mourning for years, and you've been weeping for years. And all I'm telling you, there's a time that you've got to be like David. My baby's dead. My heart is broken. It's shattered a million pieces. But I've got to rise. I've got to get up. I can't continue to wallow in the pain. I've got to rise above the pain. Friend, friend, friend here, here's the real issue. You, you can choose either to be better or to be bitter. You see, the only difference between those two words is the, is the I. And if you take the I out of bitter and put an E, you got better. And that's what it's about. It's about the I. You see, it's your choice. You, you choose. You choose to be bitter or to be better. And, and friends, I want to encourage you. Would you choose today to rise above the pain? You have to choose to forgive those who have hurt you. You, you have to choose not to allow the pain of the past to control your present and to determine your future. And please understand, I'm not saying it's easy. I, I'm not just preaching from David's experience. I'm not just preaching from, 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 from the Bible story that, that's so true and accurate. But I'm talking from my own life. I know what it's like to go through pain. I know what it's like to see my parents divorced. I know what it's like to grow up in a home of abuse. I know what it's like to lay in the bed in the middle of the night and cry my eyes out. I know what it's like to wonder if I'm going to make it another day. I, I know what it's like to go through pain. But I also know this. I know what it's like, with the help of God, to rise above the pain. 
and say, I choose to be better and not be bitter. And though he was going through pain, and though his baby was dead, and though his heart was broken, Scripture says that David got up, he rose above the pain. There's a, a, a third principle that I want us to look at today, a third principle for pain suction. Number three is this. When you're going through pain, continue to worship God. Continue to worship God. Notice what the Scripture says, Second Samuel chapter 12 and verse 20. Then David got up from the ground. He had a rise above the pain. After he washed, he put on lotions and changed his clothes. He went into, notice this, he went into the house of the Lord and worshipped. Friends, this is so key. David didn't allow the pain to drive him away from God. David, somehow, some way, though his heart was full of pain and he was, he was broken, he went to God's house with his pain and his hurt. And the Bible says that he worshipped the Lord. I, I want to encourage you today, don't make the mistake. Don't make the mistake. If you're hurting today, don't make this mistake. When you go through pain, because you will, when you go through pain, don't make this huge mistake. Don't make the mistake of running away from God. When you're going through pain, you run to God. You run to church. You run to Christian friends. That's the time to get close to God, not to get distant from God. So many people, when they're going through pain, they hide out. They're in isolation. They're hiding in a cave. They're all alone, and they're by themselves. But the Scripture says David was going through one of the lowest points of his life, and he went into the house of the Lord, and he was full of pain. Tears may have been streaming down his eyes, but he worshiped. He worshipped the Lord. Friends, it's, it's vitally important that, that you run to God and not away from God. Let, let me give you a couple of reasons why. Don't, don't run away from God because He is the one who will bring healing to your life. God's the one. The scripture says in Psalms 147 in verse number 3, He heals, talking about God, God heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. And, and we talk a lot about physical healing, and no doubt we, the Bible's full of it, and we believe in the power of God and physical healing, but can I tell you something that's just as important? Is emotional healing. You know, no, you know what the Bible says? The Bible says that our Heavenly Father, has the ability and has the power to take a heart that's been broken and shattered into a million pieces. And he has the ability to take that broken heart and to put it back together again. Scripture says that he heals. He does. I'm talking to somebody. You're hurting today. He, he heals the broken heart. And binds up their wounds. Jesus said in Luke chapter 4 and verse number 18. He said the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has appointed. He has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Friends, Jesus heals hurting hearts. Don't run from God. Run to God. There's a second reason. Don't run from God because He is worthy to be praised even during the painful times. He's still worthy. 
I think about Job. I can't talk about this subject without just referencing Job. If you don't know the story of Job, there's a book in the Bible called called Job. And Job was a man who feared the Lord. He loved God. And the Bible says that Job lost all of his income. He was a wealthy man. He lost everything. In a matter of moments, he lost all of his cattle, all of his sheep, all of his herds. He lost everything that he had accumulated. The Bible says not only did he lose all of his livelihood, that the Bible says he lost all of his kids, all his sons, all his daughters died in a matter of seconds. They were gone. Not only did he lose all of his financial stability, all of his kids, but the Bible says from the top of his head to the soles of his feet, he was stricken with sores. In so much pain, he was scraping himself with pottery, pus and skin and dead skin and just scraping himself because he was in pain. And the Bible says after he lost his kids, talking about a man going through pain, talking about a man that knows what it is to go through tragedy, lost all of his finances, a man whose heart is shattered in a million pieces. And this is what Job declared in chapter number 1 and verse number 21. He says, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked shall I return there. He said, The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Job said, God, I worship you not because of the tragedy that happened in my life, but I worship you because you are worthy. You know what Job understood? Here's what you have to understand. Job understood the character of God. God, I don't understand why I'm in pain. The tragedies happened to my family, but you're still good. I'm hurting and I'm in pain, but you're still worthy. You're still holy. You're still righteous. You're still in control. You're still my God. And though I'm in pain, I worship you. Blessed be the name of the Lord. You see, you know what Job, you know what David understood? They understood that worship was a vital part of the healing process. And when David was in pain and he lost his baby, after he got up, he cleaned himself, and he went into the house of the Lord, and he he worshiped the Lord. Job, in the middle of pain, lost everything that he's, he's acquired, lost his kids, he's lost it all. And Job said, blessed be the name, I still worship you. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Don't run from God. Run to God. He's still worthy to be praised. And friends, worship is so vital to getting your heart mended and healed again. There's a, a, a fourth point that I want us to look at today. A fourth principle to pain suction. Number four, turn your setback into a comeback. Turn your setback into a comeback. Do you know how David turned his setback into a comeback? Let me tell you how. David, it's so clear in Scripture, David focused on the good he had left. He focused on the good he had left. I want you to notice this in 2 Samuel chapter 12 and and verse number 21. Scripture says his servants asked him, why are you acting this way? While the child was alive, you fasted and wept. But now that the child is dead, you get up and eat. He answered, while the child was still alive, I fasted and wept. I thought, who knows? The Lord may be gracious to me and let the child live. But now that the child, now that he is dead, why should I fast? Can I bring him back again? I will go to him. David says, I can go to the child. I can go to the gravesite. But he will not return to me. 
Then David, this is so key, church, this is so key. Then David comforted his wife Bathsheba, and he went to her and lay with her. She gave birth to a son. They named him Solomon. The Lord loved him. You know what David did? He focused on the good he had left. You see, it would have been so easy for David, and here's where so many people are when they're going through pain. Here's what happens. Here's what happens. We go through pain. Like David, we go through hurt. And you know what happens to so many people? They get so focused on the pain. They get so focused that the baby's gone. They get so focused on the marriage is over. They get so focused that they stabbed me in my back. They get so focused that we lost everything. And they get so focused on the pain, they lose sight of the good they have left. Somehow, some way, Scripture does not clearly point it out to us, but somehow, some way, in spite of the pain, David began to focus on the good he had left. He didn't just continue to lay on the ground and weep. He didn't just continue to, to, to not eat anything. He didn't just continue to weep and mourn. Somehow, no doubt, his heart's still full of pain, but somehow he got refocused and he said, Hey, Bathsheba, we're not going to lose the marriage. We're we're not going to get all focused. And the Bible says that he comforted his wife in the middle of the pain. And I love this. I love this. They turned their setback into a comeback. And though they lost a baby, the scripture says that they lay with each other. And God blessed them with another baby. And they named him Solomon. The Lord loved him. Through the pain, through the trauma, God somehow took a setback and turned it into a comeback. I'm talking to somebody right you're in pain you're hurting and I'm telling you we serve a God that can take your pain and turn it into pleasure we serve a God that can take your darkest days and turn it into your brightest days ask Job ask David if you can get your eyes off the pain and get your eyes on the good that you have left I'm not saying it's going to be easy I'm telling you, the Lord can help you. Refocus on the good you have left. It, it reminds me of a very true story that happened in the late 1800s. There, there was a man named Horatio Spafford. He was a 43-year-old Chicago businessman. And in the great Chicago fire of 1871, his, his family and him had lost a lot of their financial wealth. And they were hurting and they were in pain behind it, and Horatio decided that his family needed to take a vacation and get away from things for a while. He sent his wife and his four daughters on a ship to Europe, and he had to take care of a few business things and was going to meet them over in Europe uh, shortly after, a few days later. And word got back to Horatio that while his wife and four daughters were sailing on the ship, another vessel struck the ship. 226 people drowned in the ocean, including his four daughters, Tanita, little Maggie, Annie, and little Bessie. They all died. His wife was one of the only survivors. And Horatio, he, he decided to, to get on a ship and, and to go meet his grieving, hurting wife, over in Europe and comfort her. No doubt Horatio, who had lost a lot of financial stability and had lost his precious baby girls, his 
as he was riding on that ship, no doubt his heart full of pain, questioning, wondering why. But as Horatio was riding on that ship, and the story says that as he got near the vicinity of, of where his kids died, Horatio, he wrote these words.